Good morning. Welcome to the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, a very special edition here. I have an amazing guest. I'm so excited that she is here. This is Kylie Barber. She is currently running for the House of Representatives in Arizona. And here's the thing that I know most about Kylie when I met her is she is also a dreamer. And I am so glad that you are here. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, 100%. Thank you. So let's just start from the top. How in the heck did you decide that you wanted to run for political office? Because that sounds like madness to me. <laughs> you know, okay, so great question. I think, uh, I mean, most of the time people kind of retort with, well, because I'm a little crazy. And I think that that fits. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what you want your um, constituents to know. <laughs> I'm right. going to be your leader because I'm crazy. Because <laughs> I'm nuts. Well, I mean, I think, it, you know, listen. Top performers have psychopathic tendencies. Are you a top performer? I'll say it. I like to perform and I like to achieve. Yes. I. All that being said, yes. <laughs> if you want me to be genuine. I do want you to be genuine. Uh, yes. I mean, oh gosh, it's a long story. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's a spiritual impression. And it's one of those things where you feel like you're called to do it. And when it crossed my mind, I said, no way. Right. There's no way. Right. Like I had all the excuses not to do it, you know, whether I was uh, too young or wasn't experienced enough or you name it. I totally dismissed it, but it kept coming back to me and it just ended up being one of those things where I couldn't deny it and I couldn't walk away from it. Wow. And so it's so funny you say that because, you know, I do stand up comedy and I'll often ask, why would you choose stand up comedy? I'm going, I didn't. Like, right, it chose you. Stand-up right. comedy chose me. There are times I wish it didn't right. because it is a pain in the arse and it is so hard and it's so frustrating and there's yeah. just constant failure, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and right. you know, and just trying to figure it out. And But every time I've tried to quit, like very distinct things will happen. I feel like yeah. that scene in uh, Godfather when Pacino's like, just when I took him out, something comes pulling me right back in. <laughs> and... <laughs> Which is literally what I feel. So I love that. So you you had this inclination. You had a spiritual inclination that... So you may not even know why you're doing this. I mean, well, I, from a big picture standpoint, no. Because no, right, cause hindsight's twenty twenty, right. and I'm still figuring it all out. But I mean, as far as like my purpose, I definitely understand my purpose. But but we'll we'll see how it how it pans out, you know, at the end of this. So tell me about that. So when you said your purpose, there's something yeah. behind that. So it feels like you did have some sort of life mission or something that was that you had defined. But then this thing sort of came out of right field. So now you're going, well, how do I reconcile what my purpose is with this thing that I'm feeling called towards? Did I, I read that correctly? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, wow. Okay. So big question. Great question. So I guess... <sighs> Should we take it all the way back to my childhood? Let's right? take it so, back. <laughs> this is the Paul Gray so Comedy Podcast. Great. We get to the bottom of things. <laughs> we we do. do not keep it trite here. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to get into that dump him hat, too, because oh, we need boy. to know what's going on there on a Valentine's hey, Day. Hey, you know what? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's just Day, dump too. Him. You know? You know? Stop, just, he's not worth it. I, well, right. I, some are, hopefully. Some are, hopefully. Some are, hopefully. Anyways, okay. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, childhood. So I was raised to be a wife and a, mo and a mom, and I still very much want to do that. Right. Although for whatever reason, my life has not, that has not evinced in my life. 
yeah. yet, yeah. right? So, so what do I do? Do I just sit on the porch with my lawn chair and wait and do nothing and and just feel entitled for somebody to come and you know save me and and have the fairy tale ending? Um, maybe that works for some people, but doesn't work for me, right? And so. I guess my philosophy is you have to continue to build yourself and become the person that you want to be with eventually. And then at, at, at some point you will attract them into your life. Right. So so there's there's sort of that motivation. And also, I think that we I'm a God fearing woman and I think that God has a purpose for us in this life and his hand is is in our life on a daily basis. And he will guide you and direct you so long as you are open and willing to receive that guidance and direction. And I also think that as we're trying to figure out our life's purpose, if we come across an impression that seems out of reach, that seems larger than we are, and also at the same time, we feel impressed to pursue it, I think that's that's when you kind of know you've discovered your purpose. Um, when it's just outside of your reach, so you have to rely on God in order to accomplish it. Um, and you take that leap of faith, not knowing how it's going to work out. Um, but just trusting in the process and knowing that God has purpose for you and you have to rely on him in order for it to to manifest yeah Does that makes sense I totally like I'm babbling but oh no that's incredible right. and um I love all of this idea of you know it's like life is this way and I want something that's outside of what my life is right like there's this circle everything I experienced was was within this circle but there's something outside of that circle yeah. that I want that's desirable I don't know how to get it right I'm maybe even afraid to get it um, I don't know what the path is. Maybe it seems unreachable. Maybe it even seems impossible. And then having this inclination that, which is so funny because it seems like totally out of, it, it seems like you're going left when you should go right. Because it right. sounds like your purpose. Well, no, I really wanted to be a, a, have a family and yeah, be a mother and a wife, which is fantastic. And then it's like, you want to know how you're going to get that? Politics. I know. What? Right? What? No. Right. And it's going yeah. like, wait, but I, but, but <laughs> yes. that doesn't. No. Well, how right. does that, you know? Yeah. And so even then it's kind of like, wait, I have this thing. The family is here. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm feeling inclined to go this way out of the circle in almost maybe the opposite right. direction. It, it seems total opposite. Right. Absolutely. But just trusting that, yeah, but that but that's that's where I'm feeling in, inclined to go. Um my my version of what you experienced in my life is I always wanted to be a comedic actor. And when I moved to LA, I was like, I want to get on a sitcom. I want to be like Dwight from The Office. I want to be that weird character on a TV show. And this pathway opened up for me to move to LA. So I'm like, oh, I'm doing the thing, right? And I also kind of did stand-up. And yet, all the time, I would get get stand-up opportunities. And I would start feeling inclined, well, you need to do stand-up. And I'm like, I don't want to do stand-up. Right. And you kind of get pouty it's a little bit. It's hard. Right. It's so, <laughs> yes, hard. it's so hard. Acting comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a script. Hey. I will bring it to life. Right. You know what I mean? But like, I have to sit down and like write my life story. I have to apply myself. And apply it. I and have I to get, grow. Uh, right. And I got to like <laughs> do comedy and then write it and go do it in an open mic and have it not be funny. Right. And then go back. I'm like, well, well, people don't like me very much. Right. So let's go do that again. 
experience rejection. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Right. Yeah. While also, and stand-up comedy is its own thing, which is also so competitive. Mm, and there's right. like a hundred thousand comics who are better than me and funnier than me and more naturally gifted than me who are also trying to get that big thing. And here I am like, okay, well, I guess is Right. But again, like I remember specifically I had this experience in, in LA. So I was like two years in and I had this, somebody had booked me on some like really small, it was literally in the alley behind like a bar yeah. in Hollywood. And that happens all the time. Like just these random small indie stand-up comedy shows where you know there's going to be nobody there except the other 13 comics right. who this booker books and hopes that somebody will bring an audience and nobody will. <laughs> right. And I just remember when I'm like, I just don't have it in me. Yeah. Right. Now, if I was in the hustle mode, like this is what I want to do. It's like, it's stage time. It's an experience. But I'm going like, I just, I just don't have it. I don't have it in me. And so I just call the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm not feeling what I'm going to have to miss tonight or whatever. And I'm like, you want to, I just, if, if I'm just going to turn down an opportunity, probably an indication yeah. that I'm on the wrong, I shouldn't be doing stand-up. Okay. Anyway, that's not fair to the other comics. Right. Who, who are there. And who are hustling and, yep. and who are all in. So I like, in my mind, I'm going, I'm quitting stand-up comedy and I'm just going to focus on acting. And I feel so good about that. Right. And then a day later, I get a call from this booker in Arizona who I, who was also my first stand-up comedy teacher. He goes, uh, hey, Paul, um, I just had a headliner drop out next week. Can you come back to Arizona and headline this yeah. comedy show? I can't turn down that opportunity. (laughs) So then I go and I do that show and it goes very well. And I'm like, all right, I guess, guess I'm not quitting stand-up comedy (laughs) anytime that's happened. And so I kind of feel that anyway, when you were saying that, I'm like, I wonder if that's a similar thing of like, well, I, I, I want to go pursue, you know, dating and and really being selective in my dating process and finding the right man who's going to build that life with me and who's aligned with it. And and then you have a dump him hat on your head, which (laughs) makes me feel like that process has maybe not gone well. You know what? Let's talk about it. On Valentine's Day, this is supposed to be about dreams. What do we really want to hear about? Bitter relationship breakup stories. That's what gets oh, the ratings. Man. Oh, that's what gets the yeah, that's what gets the ratings. I mean, how apropos on Valentine's Day. You wore the hat. There I was did. something subconscious <laughs> in your mind that this is what you want to advertise to the world. Whether oh, that was delivered or not, your subconscious was like, Hey world. Hey This world. is what's going on with me. Honey. Okay, well, so there's a lot of moving parts to the story. We have all the time in the world. Okay, well, so no world. time limit. So the hat comes from, it's kind of an inside joke between one of my best friends and I. Her name's Rhea. And a couple weekends ago, we went out and we one of us decided that we need to wear this hat. It needs to come out. It needs, we just need to do a social experiment with okay, it. Okay. And... People couldn't leave us alone. And it was just, it's a great conversation starter. And, uh, you know, depending on the person who approaches you, sometimes they take it personally. And we had some guys ask, why do you hate men? You know, and get get a little bitter. And it, it was not, it's just fun and playful. <laughs> Anyways, so there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, oh gosh, as far as relationships go, um, man. 
you think you think you're over it and you think you're good until you have to talk about it to somebody else. We don't need to go down this road, by the way. It just that was the thread that got pulled on. This right. is a no, podcast is about dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but that is interesting because part of going for dreams is also it just I don't know any other path that doesn't involve just absolutely horrific discouragement oh and rejection oh, yeah. and heart wrenching yeah. uh, discouragement and things not going well. And so the fact that I think is interesting is your dream actually sounds like family. Mm, yeah, and, absolutely. And if that hasn't happened, then that probably means there's been some discouragement around there. And the reason I like to get into that is because that's such an important part of the story. And I think so mm. often, um, you know, we, we hear the end part like, oh, I followed my dreams and everything worked out. Right. But right. that makes, I think, uh, gives a little bit of a false impression of all of the oh no i had my face in the dirt for oh yeah years teeth kicked in yeah over and over yeah and over again yeah absolutely but i mean it's not i am learning right like as i'm growing we're all learning and growing <laughs> yet yet it's a process right oh it is a process and i hate it oh process. and i hate it Ugh. it's so gross right it's so gross and i, I honestly think that the relationships that you have in your life, right, are there to teach you something and to grow. And they are a reflection of all of your crap. I know. I know. I know. It's like you hear the stuff and it becomes so trite, but then you yeah. live it and it's so true. Right. It's so true. Um, I just, I mean, I don't, I, I don't really know what thread to pull on here, but I... You, you have again, you have to grow into the person that you want to attract in your life. And I think each relationship that you have, obviously, you learn something, whether you make it a positive story or you become bitter and you wear a dump him hat, right? It's up to you. So, are you bitter? Because that's what I'm trying to determine. Because, like, it's lighthearted and playful. And then you're also right. like, I have my teeth kicked in. Dead. But no, I don't hate men. They've only kicked my teeth in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. No, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Again, this is very playful, and it's a great conversation starter. True. And it, you know. And One it, tear. It, exactly. <laughs> See? Right? Yeah, it's working. Like, it's working. I need to put this hat on just in case this podcast is boring. <laughs> right? Spice it up. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, you just never know. Right? right? You got to cover all you just I was just like, tell me about knitting. Knitting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I just lost my train of thought. What? What? Well, we were talking okay. about relationships. Oh, yes. And we're flirting on. I feel like we're flirting on going down a path. Yeah. That might be a little dark, and we're trying to decide if we actually want to go there or not. Okay. Am I picking up on that correctly? Uh, let's, go. let's do it. Okay. Listen, it's too late to be scared. It's time to. Too late like to be scared. You so let's I mean? talk about it. So what happened? Oh what yeah. Happened? What happened? Well, okay. You don't need to drop names. You don't need to throw okay. them in the bus unless okay, you well, want to. No, I no, I don't that's want to. Right. I don't want to. Yeah, that's not what I'm about either. Um, well, a couple of years ago, back in 2020, I found somebody who I thought that I wanted to be with. And uh, two and a half years or so of, you know, back and forth, uh, it didn't turn out to what I hoped it would. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, probably for the best. I think I, th I think that I'm sort of at that point where you can be grateful for it um, some days, right? <laughs> Other days, yeah, it's the still... days you're not in the corner crying right. and eating bonbons. 
1,000%. One of those right. days. Yeah. And it's not one of those days. You're like, man, am I grateful? I know. Thank you, God. <laughs> right. For bringing that trial and tribulation. Yes. Yeah. I want to grow it. Because I know. Because now I'm growing. And I'm grow. a process. <laughs> <laughs> when we say process, can you feel the weight on that? Like how much right. we hate that that is right. the truth? Yes. That right. process. The just process. like the process. Right. The disdain oh, for the process. Yes. I love right. process. Don't you? Mm. Isn't that what gets you up in the morning? Oh, my gosh. No. Wake up. Right. I get to go through a process. I get to do the process. Yeah, I get right? to grow today. Oh right. You know what? This is actually reminding me a lot of some of the parallels, surprisingly enough, of bodybuilding. Right. Uh, Which, by the way, I didn't right. mention this up front. Kylie is also a professional bodybuilder, which <laughs> working on it, working on the pro card, uh, but competitive nonetheless. Oh, competitive, sure. so you're not pro. You're no, not yet. Not, not no. yet. Yeah, not yet. Is that still in a, a dream of yours? Yeah, absolutely. So you're sure. pursuing political office while right. also seeking to compete in professional bodybuilding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a good time. You know what? A, a lot of the goals and sort of the lifestyle align because <laughs> bodybuilding, you have to have it dialed in, right? You've got to have your diet. Excuse me, dialed in. That's you're worried. Oh, thank you, you. By the way, um, yeah, diet dialed in. Um, and it's. I mean, if you have control issues, bodybuilding is for you because you have to control just about every single aspect of your life. Right. And do you have control issues? Uh, I. You know, I didn't think so before, but just the fact that politics appeals to me and bodybuilding appeals to me tells me there's an opportunity for exploration maybe maybe there's a process <laughs> maybe there's a process of control right that i should explore you can uncontrol things yeah Ooh. yeah uncontrol well, so what's the That's scary so what is the healthy antithesis to control which by the way because i don't think all control is bad uh, no i agree right but i think you know, was somebody accuse somebody of like, oh, they're so controlling, that's perceived as negative. And I think in what usually in that context it probably is. But mm-hmm. but when I what I'm hearing is like, well, discipline. Right. Yes. And yes. commitment to goals and commitment you know. I mean, I work out sometimes. Yeah. And just like doing anything is hard. Right. Because it is yes. so easy to do nothing. To not. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's nine o'clock and I haven't gone to the gym yet and got, got my squats. And it is 100% easier to not go to the gym and do the squat. Yeah, absolutely. So to have that sort of discipline, it's mm-hmm. th- there is a bit of non-negotiable, like this isn't really a negotiable right. thing. Right, right. It, it, to, in order to accomplish, you know, at least in that specific genre and probably in any genre, really, like even yeah, with right. my... It's a lot easier to not go to the open mic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Than to go to it. And it's a lot easier to not sit down and write stuff that may never even be seen again right. or heard because it's, but that's just the process and that's right. the discipline of like, yeah, I don't have to write. Right. You don't have to go to the gym. I don't you don't have, have to, go to the gym. healthy. Don't have to. Right. You don't have to go to the open mic. Right. So why do we do it then? Yeah. Right. So, so why do we right. do it? So why do we do it? It's a big question. Yeah, it is a big question. Why do you do it? Well, because there's a, there's a certain element of intentional adversity that I think that you need in your life in order to feel alive. 
And also, if you, I mean, you could live in your parents' house and play video games and eat Cheetos and have your mom throw down pizza rolls for your entire life. But do you think that that's, you? are you going to be happy with yourself? Are you going to respect yourself? Are you going to be happy with your life? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe some people want that. But I but I think we're designed to grow again, right? And so where any growth occurs, there has to be adversity. There has to be resistance, right? Even when you're in the gym, right? What makes your muscles grow? Resistance. You tear that muscle apart. You break it down and then it grows back bigger, right? So with, with open mic, I would imagine there's that resistance of going, right? Yeah. Like you're feeling the anxiety, you're feeling the fear of rejection, but then you go up, you do it. And then afterwards, I mean, you tell me I haven't done, you know, stand-up comedy, but I would imagine that maybe you have moved the needle just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you would like to think so. Right. Right. Um, unless it goes so bad that you go backwards. Why, no. why am, <laughs> what am I doing yeah. with my right. life? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But but I think that's also part of it right. is to have the what am I doing with mm-hmm. my life? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you're right. Quitting is always an option. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, well, and it, and again, like I experienced that, you know, as I said in L.A., like, oh, this isn't for me. I, I should quit. And then but again, something like this thing happened, which was outside of me. Mm-hmm. And by the way, right, quitting right. is still an option. Yeah, I could have told that booker like, no, I don't want to come headline your gig. Yep. You know, but again, I just kind of knew like well no that that's this is really an opportunity here and there's a reason this opportunity came and there's reason i need to be in stand-up and i can fight Mm -hmm. and resist or just not do it all that i want to to whatever peril that leads me to right or i could just go well this is this is what's calling to me i don't know why it's calling to me again it seems like yeah i want to be here but i'm getting called over here and here I am, you know, yeah. still doing it um, yeah. and still trying to trying to figure it out. So. Right. Right. So to, to add to that, if I can, I just like through through this process of, of fi- figuring out how to run for office. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of fear, right? Like, yeah, I am growing. And I just have realized that Every time I try and reach just outside of my comfort zone or just outside of, I think, gosh, I think it's some some psychologist, Vygotsky potentially has coined it um, the zone of proximal development, right? When you... Hold on. <laughs> zone of yeah. proximal development. development right. Okay, I'm trying to unpack what all of those words mean. So zone, proximal, is this within a yes. proximity? Uh-huh. Development. Yep. So yep. am I understand that to mean like you have this zone and then right. there's what's within a certain level that is that I theoretically could reach. Correct. Right. Like Correct. this is like mm-hmm. outside of proximal development. If I'm like, right. oh, I'm 42 and my dream is to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl and go compete against Patrick Mahomes next year. Yes. That's with outside of the zone of proximal development, because let's be honest, that ain't happening. <laughs> but if I'm like. Can I get a can I get a six? Can I see all six abs in a year? Right, right, right. Maybe that's right. within the zone of proximal development. Yep. 
I figured yep. that out intuitively. Yeah, nice job. Uh, nice learning job. and growing because I went through the process. Because <laughs> you did the process. I did the process. Okay. So, <laughs> exactly. All right. So, so, tell me about the guy and the zone of proximal development. Right. So, are we shoe twins? Oh my gosh, are we? Nike. Very Nike, close, very close. Nike babies. Not exactly, but. But similar, similar. Okay, Nike, you better, you better give me a sponsorship now. Nike babies. Nike babies. All right. <laughs> Okay. So, I okay. Shoot. Now. Okay. So, zone of proximal so, development. Tell me about this guy. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. I don't know if there was a guy. Was there a guy? Oh, I thought you said you had a coach or something. You're gonna oh, make that up. In I my was mind. Ta- no. I was talking about the psychologist who coined the term zone of proximal development, okay. and I think John Vygotsky. I don't know. I'm. It's probably not. You'll have to go back and okay. look that up. Anyways, check my sources. <laughs> um. Okay. So I just have realized in my life, anytime I'm trying to reach outside of that or expand that that sort of zone where I'm comfortable in. I show up in my life um, and I'm scared and I want to avoid and I want to play small and I want to call out and say, hey, I'm not feeling good. I'm not going to show up. Um, So regardless of whether that's politics, regardless of whether that's bodybuilding or going to grad school or whatever it was, I always showed up in my life that way. And so it just made me realize the, the external factor is not the issue. It's it's me and my unwillingness to grow, right? So, so wherever I go in my life, I'm going to have to face those feelings. All right. I'm going to have to face the fear of rejection. I'm going to have to face... Uh, let's make sure... We, oh, my, there we go. Far. Yeah. I'm going to have to face, um, you know, wanting to play small and stay safe, regardless of where you where I go in my life. So... Might as well just face it. Might as well just work with it and deal with it and lean into the discomfort. Because, I mean, I this is so trite and, you know, I'm sure you've, everybody has heard the saying, but the, the task doesn't necessarily get easier. The weights don't get lighter. Your capacity to to sit with the discomfort grows. Yeah. And 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 that's the that's the process. Yeah. Right. Leaning into that discomfort. Yeah. I mean, I remember. I mean, even starting this podcast, I had yeah. wanted to do it for a while, and I'm just going, really? Right. Another podcast in the world. Nobody's going to listen to it. Right. Nobody's going to care. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if it pick, it's going to take years of doing this for it to even have a chance of getting traction, you know? Right. And it's like, it's all of the excuses and all the reasons not to do something. It's like we talked about before. It's like, there is always a reason not to do something, oh, yeah. and it is always so much easier than to figure out, right? how do I podcast? How, what microphone should I get? What's the equipment? How am I going to film it? What am I going to do with this background? I'm going to do, you know, like, yep. and just going through all of that and still doing all of that work. Well, knowing that there may not be immediate success, you know, it's even yeah, like, right. it's like working out. Like I go work out once. I feel like crap afterwards. Everything hurts. And I look in the mirror and I look exactly the same. Right. And I go the second night and I work out and it's hurt and I'm sore. And I look in the mirror and I work exactly the same. Yeah. All I know is that probably after about a month, two months of that, I might look in the mirror and go like, I think I might look a little better. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, And yeah, and that's really, and that's when you were talking about the open mic. It's like when I do the open mic, I'm probably not actually that much better at comedy when I get done with the open mic, especially if it didn't go well. Right. And all this material that that I thought would be funny turns out wasn't really funny <laughs> yeah you know what i mean right. yeah and then i gotta go well that wasn't funny yeah and then i have to go home and go like but next night right 
I'm going to come up with something that's going to be funny. Then I go and it's not funny. And then it's like the next time it's going to be funny. And then even still, I'll have people say all the time, like, oh, you know, is it ever get easier? Like you look so confident up there. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Never. There's never been a stand up comedy show where beforehand I'm like, I got this. Really? Never. Never once. Never. Wow. Um, It's always it's maybe a different level of some sort of anxiety, some sort of like, okay. Even if it's material that I know that works, Mm -hmm. like, well, what if this particular crowd, you know what I mean? Like, what if this particular scenario is, is the right combination of people, you know, that are like, oh no, you know, and that, and that, and that has happened. Mm -hmm. We're like, you know, I can be doing a set for a while that works and everybody's loving it. But then I get in this certain situation and for whatever reason, something's a little off. I don't engage the right way. And then it's, it's just a rough experience. You know what I mean? Right. And I think about that, like professional quarterbacks, I keep using football analogies. I still got the Super Bowl in my head. It's like even professional quarterbacks go out there and have a bad game. Right. You know, like Tom Brady had some bad games where he threw a bunch of interceptions and didn't win. Yeah, you know what I mean? right, right. And I've yeah. done the same thing with bodybuilding, you know what I mean? To where like right. you're, you've trained your body to this point, but every once in a while, maybe it gets less and less, but every once in a while, it's like, no, it just it's just not happening for me today. Right. And right. I'm sure that'll happen even in the political realm. You know, you're going to be cruising along, things are going well, and then you're going to have these days, you know what I mean, where yes. like I got crushed in that debate. Yeah. Um, by the way, that's a world I really don't know much about. So I would be really curious what because I know it's new to you as well. Yeah. What are you learning about the political world? And by the way, I feel like I'm getting very I feel like the microphone's now covering your face. Okay. And we want to see your beautiful face. Okay. I think that's the perfect Is that the perfect? Yes. Okay, we got I the have perfect. Con- I have control issues. I don't know if I <laughs> that's no, why. Uh, closer. No, further away. No, within two inches. Where are you gonna be tomorrow? With who? When? What time? Why? Why? Huh? Oh, wow. Flashback. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Did I? I'm just kidding. No, we're going to not. We have resolved it. Wait. (laughs) Who's we? (laughs) Me and all my personalities. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. How many do you got? Uh, I think about seven. You got seven personalities? You sure you want me to air this when you're on the verge of an election? (laughs) I think you're going to edit. I'm crazy. I have multiple personalities. (laughs) No, this is going on unedited, long form. Just just FYI. Perfect. Send it. I'm not afraid. Listen, okay. most of them are friendly. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> Some of them are like, dump him. The other ones are like, dump him. <laughs> you got it. I get sure. it. I get it. We all have multiple elements to who we are. Yeah, we you show know, up multifaceted, right? Multifaceted. Not a personality disorder, doctor. All right. <laughs> yes. So talk to me. Yeah. How has entering into the political and I'm really even like just the technical stuff. Like, how do you even do that? How do you sign up? Right. And how do you start? And how do you what just t- talk about what you've experienced? And because it hasn't been that long since you declared. Correct. Which, by the yeah. way, is how I met Kylie, by the way, is I did stand up comedy for her announcement. Yeah. My campaign launch party. I was about to say coming out party, but that's a very right. different. Yeah. Party. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different for your launch party. <laughs> And you want to talk about nervous because I'm going, I'm going to go do material in front of political oh, right. people. Oh, I'm not yeah. a political person. Yeah. You know, what if our political 
ideals don't align and then it's weird right. and I'm and I'm doing material that's very personal to me. I've I've sort of changed my comedy style even the last six months based off a relationship that I got out. Oh boy. I, uh, you know, it's very vulnerable and I'm talking about, <sighs> right. you know, breakups and calling the suicide hotline. It's like, and so like, it's very vulnerable and I'm going, is these people at this political party who don't Can even really? know me, are, are they going to like this? Yeah. And, um, anyway, I just made it about me again. Uh, so tell me about <laughs> you. Okay. You're, uh, but yeah, that's how I met you is right. I yes, correct. Stand up comedy for your, mm-hmm. um, campaign launch, launch party. Yep, you yes. got it. And yeah. just talk to me about this whole process. Oh my gosh, this whole process. It's a lot of feeling your way through the dark and one conversation leads to the next conversation. Um, so I filed, you file your, if you're interested in running, you file your statement of interest online at the, with the Arizona, um, Secretary of State. And from then you get involved with your legislative district. You find out who your precinct committeemen are and they've got a monthly meeting that um, whether you're Republican or Democrat, you can show up at. You can get updates about what's going on in your district. You can meet the people who are politically active in your district and you have the opportunity to learn about the issues, the most urgent issues in your district. You can um, address the people if you want to speak. You can speak for one minute or three minutes um, talking about the service that you've done in the community, um, some of the issues that you learned about, et cetera. And from there, it's a lot of, um, how do I say this? How do I say this? intelligently i guess i will say it stupidly right say it stupidly i mean it's that you at least for me these were my priorities i wanted to learn the constitution and i wanted to learn the top issues in our district uh u.s or arizona constitution or both both for sure both for sure um i am more familiar with the u.s constitution not very familiar with the arizona constitution yet right um, but I think that if you want to go into politics, you you need to know, A, what you believe, right? right. And like what this country stands for. Um, and prior to getting involved in politics, I, I wasn't very political, but COVID happened. Um, I was working in D.C. I moved back here. And a lot of, the, I mean, similar to a lot of the people in this state, we were sick of the government overreach. And instead of sitting around and complaining at least for me, I said, I got to do something about it. You got to make action, you know? Um, so, I mean, from there, it's you meet with lobbyists. You meet with people who are interested in making change in the district. Um, there are, you know, certain power brokers that are involved. Um, What's a power broker? But I, Well, just, just uh, people who have paid their dues in the community, sure. who have the right connections, who know of sort of the rules of the game within any specific legislative district. The game within the game. The game within the game, right? Um, But I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is the people who are involved in politics, at least as far as I have observed in my experience, are all pretty altruistic. And they, they do their heart is in it and they want to see change and they are more than willing to help you. If your values align and if you are genuine, then people are more than willing to to volunteer for you, to get signatures for you, to volunteer to be your campaign manager, um, to donate to your campaign. So it's actually been 
a pretty incredible and humbling experience to witness people um, be willing to to sacrifice their own resources for yeah. you. So that's, I mean, that's really empowering. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, yeah, I'm not, you know, politics is just this whole like, Right. Know, I no, I know. Go I there. The it just right. seems like it's so. It can be so vitriol. It can be so. It can be divisive. And it, you know, we, at least for me, I hear all of the just the horrible, you know, the corruption and all of right. this stuff. Right. And so it's so honestly, it's humbling to be for somebody in the trenches. It's like it's actually in the trenches. It's like, mm-hmm. no, these are genuine altruistic people who really do care and and have causes that they care about. You know, and I'm sure we can debate all day long in terms of what what causes are right you know should get the attention and the resources of the government and who's right and who's wrong but um but just knowing that at least you know at the local level from what you're experiencing you're just experiencing altruistic um yeah people who care yeah absolutely i love that um and and then and okay so you declare online you sign up Mm -hmm. i would like (laughs) to be a politician (laughs) um and then from there, it, then it's you. So once you do that, then yeah. you are in the running. Is that what I'm hearing? Or do you need, is there another step of like getting on the ballot? Or is mm-hmm. at this level, it's like you just sign up and you're on the ballot? Yep. Yeah. So, so good question, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So another process, right? Another political process. So you file your statement of interest. And then in order to qualify for the ballot, you have to get a certain amount of signatures. And that number will be different for each district. Um, generally it's around 500 valid signatures. You want to go for about triple that, um, just to make sure that you cover all your bases and, you know, some signatures that you get won't be valid. Um, so you've got to get the correct number of valid signatures. And from there you qualify to be on the primary ballot. Um, if you have a primary uh, for the specifically the Arizona house, um, two people will be elected on the primary and then they move on into the general election. Ideally, you don't have a primary, um, depending on the district, but, uh, I mean, that's generally the process, right? So you qualify for the ballot and then you have a primary to elect your, uh, you know, each party's candidate. And then you go for the general election in November. Gotcha. Um, Okay, so you're in the process. So is that what you're in the process right now of getting signatures yep. to be on the primary? Yep. So you right. are running as a Republican, right? I am. So you're running on the Republican. So your goal now is to get 500. Yes. Really, right. it's 1,500. You want to get 1,500 yep. signatures, I assume, with like an email address or is it like ver- that you have to be able to verify the signatures? Yep. Yeah. So good question. So on the secretary's website, uh, you just print off a bunch of petitions, petition sheets. That's hard to say. Petition <laughs> sheets, um, which uh, you, your constituents will sign. It collects their, you know, first and last name, email, um, date, and I believe that's all the information they collect. Um, but depending on which party you're running for, uh, you have to get either registered Republicans or registered Democrats, and then independents as well. Um, I'm not explaining this very. Um, clearly, but because I'm a Republican, if somebody who was a registered Democrat were to sign my petition, that signature would be invalid. Gotcha. So the valid signatures are those who live in your district, those who are registered Republican, um, and then independents as well. Independents. Yep. Um, are there Democrats who will sign your 
petitions just to sabotage you. So you think oh. you have. See, see what I'm yeah, getting no, into I the like, that. I'm getting into the like, uh, you know, the backstabbing, the like. The strategy. Yeah, competitive right? thing. Uh-huh. Be like, I'll sign. Oh, me and all of my friends. Well, right. they're all Democrats. Right. They're like, I got 500. And then they get like disqualified. Yeah. Did right. I bring up an unnecessary fear? Am I like. <laughs> and I'm like. Crap, you're I like, I need to go back and look at all my signatures. <laughs> I do. Right. Well, I mean, like if you're smart, you're going to verify them before sure. you turn them anyways. Right. Turn them in anyways. But, um, you know, I haven't considered that possibility. Okay. Uh, but but maybe you knows? need maybe. a maybe you need a cynic on your campaign team. I, pr- I probably do because like need yes. a cynical strategist. I be like, right. okay, you saying this? Here's all the people mm-hmm. who might try to show up and sabotage it. It's weird that I would think about that. Do I have some unhealed? Well, I need to be wearing a dump her hat. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe you do. We could probably get you. One. Yeah, we can probably get. You. Okay. Um, How's that going? Can you disclose how many signatures you have, or would that be like Ooh. tipping your hand? No, no, no. That's a good question. Uh, I have an idea. That I have a a an idea. Okay. Um, I've been collecting them for like seriously going out probably a month and a half or so. I've got around two hundred. Okay. So yeah, we're getting there. You're getting there, and yeah. How? What's your deadline for the signature? Collection? Uh oh, gosh, they just moved it up. It's I believe it used to be April eighth. Now it's April first, I believe. I'll have to double check that. You sure they're not fooling you? You see what I did? Well, you see what I did? I, so I know, yeah, yeah, so right? See, maybe they put it on April first, but it's all. Oh April my gosh, Fool's because joke. it's an April Fool's joke. I didn't right. even consider that. <laughs> I know. Wow. Okay. Things Perfect. to look out for. Just I think you need me on your team. Head. Just to yes. <laughs> no, I know. Honestly, like my my biggest weakness is the fact that like I'm unrealistically optimistic and very naive. So that's not a weakness. That is a strength. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me more. The optimism, yes. Okay. Optimism is a strength, and don't okay. ever let you tell anybody. Now, naivete, <laughs> naivete, naivete, naivete yeah. uh, can't uh. you know can will will be yeah. overcome with wisdom and Ooh, yeah wisdom. yeah interesting wisdom uh i think jordan peterson are you familiar with jordan peterson right he's so great so i was delving into oh, chaos and i thought <laughs> yes what is this i mean what the bloody hell is going yes. on i'm at mcdonald's and they're like do you want to supersize that i'm like well, what is that i mean you're worthless and you're useless and and you know, and here I have order. That's my best Jordan <laughs> Peterson impression. So How I do? How do I do? Uh, spot on, spot on. Um, why did I bring him up? Oh, because oh, because he talks about um how naivete can sort of alchemize into wisdom. So, anyways, that just reminded me of that. Um, yeah, but I but I think I think optimism beats cynicism. Like looking at yeah. every because I don't know. I think. If you're too cynical, I think it can, if you're constantly like, what's everything that could go wrong? There's too many things that can go wrong. Right. Kind of any situation. You. And I think it's paralyzing. Um, I think cynicism often gets mistaken for wisdom mm. and be like, well, I, or, well, you right. know, I'm just, but I, I really think it's fear. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So this reminds me of sort of one of my philosophies of, of going about after your dreams um, so when I and I think I actually we might have talked about this a little bit um, during my campaign launch party, but there when you're going after your dreams and they feel out of reach, you sort of have to a let go of control 
and again, take that leap of faith and and not necessarily fake it till you make it, but like not be attached to an outcome, right? Yeah. And so when I was um, in elementary school, I was in the band and I, I think, I don't know if this is ringing a bell or not, but I would play the xylophone and I didn't practice, but I would show up, you know, to the performances and just and just do a remix of what I wanted to play. <laughs> exactly. Right. And then it, it worked out because the band director would actually compliment me. He would he would make it a point in band practice to say, why can't everybody practice like Kylie? Like Kylie is sounding great. Right. You know, and uh, unfortunately, that was it's a little deceptive because I actually wasn't practicing. But the point is, sometimes you just got to show up and you got to do it and not be attached to an outcome, not be attached to looking good or playing good. Right. And yeah. And I kind of have taken that that attitude towards a lot of things in my life. I mean, I moved to Chicago and didn't know a single soul. Um, but I, I just, you just show up and you do it, yeah. and and you figure it out as you go. I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's like three threads I want to pull off. Okay. First one is the cynicism thing because i remember this quote by jim carrey he says so many people um i'm not going to word it exactly right but he says uh cynicism is fear disguised as practicality okay it's like i'm not doing this thing because i'm just being practical right but if you're being practical you, you would never do anything because mm-hmm. it seems like nothing worth doing makes a heck of a lot of sense oh, right exactly it's like you do the crazy thing and then you try to make sense of it after in, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, now that I did the crazy thing, now that I ran for office, n- it makes sense now. Right. And then whatever right. the next thing is, is also going to seem I- equally totally crazy. Like even starting a podcast. It's like there's, there's no this isn't practical. Yep. This isn't income producing immediately. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, it's right. Same with stand up comedy. It's like I can't tell you many stand up comedians who are brilliant, who are struggling and hand them out but i also mm. notice a tremendous amount of cynicism in them yeah you know what i mean right and almost resentment that Ooh. you know they they that they like aren't famous or whatever and i'm going yeah but i think that resentment is is actually keeping you from taking the steps necessary to actually get what you want yeah you know what i mean um yep. so there's that thread then there's the fake until you make it thread right which is fascinating it's so funny that you say that because i uh Literally last night, I posted this video. I'm trying a bunch of different social media stuff right now, which is the space that I'm in in terms of being experimental Mm. is like actually trying to get an online following. And everything that I've tried has been unsuccessful. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I have no viral anything. Yeah. And yet I've tried so many different things. And now I'm getting to the point where like I'm a little too attached to this outcome. Mm. Like I need to post this video and I need to go viral. Right. Right. Otherwise, if it doesn't, then I'm not going to get, and then I'm going to, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and one of the things that I tried, which I thought would be funny, the internet didn't, but was um, was doing like a, a TED talk where I say like this sort of like self-help trope, but then I like turn and like the, I have a TED talk logo on the back and it's white and then I turn and it goes black and then I say like the hard truth that nobody wants to hear. <laughs> and it's so funny they said that because literally the one I posted last night, I go like, fake it till you make it only works if you actually make it right right otherwise you're just a fraud and a failure (laughs) yeah (laughs) and but it's funny that you say that because you know we've all heard that fake it till you make it and i'm going 
or actually just show up as you are right and right. And, and just show up as best as you can you know i'm yeah, showing up as exactly. the xylophone player who's kind of doing my own thing or i'm showing up as the politician who's never politicked before right and yep but, you know, I think there's this inclination of like, oh, I need to show up. I need to have it all figured out and I need to know what I'm doing. And I can't yes. let anybody see you that. You can't be a oh, learner. You can't be a beginner. Yeah, like, right. Nobody can see that I'm struggling or like, yep. oh, no, you know. And honestly, I have tried to live a significant amount of my life that way. And I actually don't think it works. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because you're so worried about trying to keep up this mask of perfection that you don't learn anything. You right. can't sit there and you can't integrate and. And all of the learning and all of the growth comes from the rejection. It comes from all that adversity right. because that's like truly what forges you into the the actual person you're trying you're trying to show up as, right? Like right. you can't shortcut that. You have to go through the pain in order to authentically be that. People can put up masks all day, all day right. long. You know, they can fake competence. But you're not confident because you know you're faking it. Right. Right? Yeah. And, you know, and that's actually one of the main reasons I started this podcast was like, I'm I'm just going to pull the curtain back. Right. Be yeah. like, Ooh, I'm good. a comedian. Yeah. This is exactly where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm not famous. Yeah. I don't have this huge social media volume. And this is what I'm going through having this big dream. This yeah. is what I'm learning. This is the process. This is the discouragements. This is what it is. Like, I, I describe it as... It's the part in the Rocky movie, which is the montage, mm-hmm. which takes all of three minutes in the movie. But that's actually the whole movie. Okay. The right. whole movie is he wakes up every morning, drinks a dozen eggs, runs for five miles, runs up the stairs, you know, yeah. goes goes to the goes to the freezer and punches the big block of meat hanging there for hours. Mm-hmm. Like that is actually what life is yes. it's the yes. process right. right yeah now what do we do in the movie we go like ooh, right ooh, that's not fun give us the end yeah just give us <laughs> give us the result that sum that part up in three minutes yeah and then let's just hear about how he has the big dream and he wants mm-hmm. to fight the big thing and then he gets and it works out and he gets accepted into the fight and right. then he goes 12 rounds with apollo um r.i.p carl weathers by the way um uh who played apollo um but but it's like the most important part of that movie is the fact that he woke up every morning and went to the open mic, went yep. to the gym, went and collected signatures. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, that part's boring. So when they make the movie of your life, right. all of that work is going to be like three minute montage. Hey, want to sign up for my thing? Door slam, yeah. door slam, door slam, <laughs> yeah. all signed, one signature. Right. Cool. That's enough. Now, let's just get to when she wins the election. Right. Yep. <laughs> and and uh-huh. let's just build build that emotional arc. Um so yeah, that that whole like fake it till you make it thing. I'm just going like, or just show up as best as yeah. you can until you make it every day, and mm-hmm. and just stand where you are, and take the next step, and wake up every day and just keep doing it. And in my experiences, like as long as you don't quit, you there's quitting and winning, and that's it. And mm-hmm. if you haven't quit, you are winning. Yeah. Ooh, that's really good. Right. Yep. And that's it, even if it doesn't feel like it, you know, yep. even if you showed up and it, you just didn't have it, you know, like that one night you actually just didn't go to the gym. You know what I mean? Like there right. was the one night you did it 80 days in a row and day 81, you're like, I just don't have it tonight. And all of the fail safes 
and all of the encouragement and all of the whatever, like, okay, you missed day 81. Did did right. you quit though? Did right. you go because I missed day 81? All's lost. I'm a failure. I'm a loser. Yep. Slash right. so, all the rest of the time. Forget about, right. yeah, just, you know, and let's just go down the hill or do you just wait till day 82 and then maybe day 82 you go and maybe it's not the best day, but you, you, you're in the game. Right. Like you didn't quit. And that, mm -hmm. and to me, if you didn't quit, you, that is winning. Yeah. Yep. Despite anything else, like that actually is winning. Um, okay. Anyway, got very, uh, Ted talky there, which is ironic. <laughs> Cause I just talked about how right. I did, uh, uh, get, uh, lambasting Ted talks kind of, um, all right. So you're out there collecting signatures. Mm -hmm. You're crushing it. You got about 200. You've got about 300, but we want to surpass that. Right. Uh, and then, so you're going to these legislation meetings. You're go, or that's probably not the right word. Um, like town hall meeting yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Have you like debated anything? Have you like spoken? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I've spoken. Tell um, me about that yeah, experience. You know what? Well, I mean, public speaking, yikes, right? Holy cow. Um, opportunity for growth there for sure. Um, haven't debated anybody um, in front of anybody yet. I but personally, uh, or like one on one. Yeah, I mean, some heated discussion. Right, define debate, and but right. that's the thing. Like, I just I am not committed to agreeing with everybody and with everybody agreeing with me. I guess I just I approach those conversations with a genuine curiosity because I kind of am. I'm looking for evidences that my theories are wrong, right? Because that helps you correct what you think, right? Like when the facts change, your opinion changes, right? So I feel like you always have to um, measure your opinions up against the opposite to continue to find what's true, right? right. And so I, you don't have to get emotional. In the, and, and one of the biggest things that I am not seeing in sort of like the larger political stage is the leaders of our country having the capacity to have dialogue and disagree and do it constructively and respectfully. Um, and I, I think that's one of the biggest things that we need in this country because we guess what? We don't have to agree to agree and we're not going to agree on everything. And also we, we don't have to call names at the end of the day. We don't have to throw our Legos and our blocks, right? Like we can play nice in the sandbox with each other. And it's it's the it's the variety, it's the the diversity that makes this country beautiful. I, I truly believe that. Um, but but you don't have to call somebody a name if you don't disagree with them, right? right. So so I guess my <clears throat> excuse me, my approach to these conversations is approach it with open curiosity and try on an opposing opinion, kind of like you would try on a jacket, right. Try it on, see if it fits. If you don't like it, then you can take it off. And like, no harm, no fail. No right. feelings are hurt. Like it's it, it it's not personal, right? You know, um. But I mean, it's certainly stimulating. It's one of the most stimulating processes I've I've gone through. I'm always learning something, um. But but no, not any antagonistic debates yet. Anyway, and I hope that I can avoid it because it's right. necessary. I'll tell you. And I really don't want to go down this road too much, but there is nothing more disgusting to me than the debates that go on. I just, mm. I'm going, this is just not how you get anything done right, effectively. No. And yet, no, that just is our system. And for some reason, we as a people have not been able to find a, a better way to 
um, in my opinion, engage the system. But um, yes, don't want to <laughs> go down. It's funny because this is a very much political discussion with avoiding politics. Right. Um, oh, so very cool. So why don't we, let's see. What were we at? haven't even been paying attention to the time. Um, why don't we do a little bit of a wrap up here? Okay. And I would love for you to just have sort of your Oprah moment, have your, uh, you know, your TED talk and just have an opportunity to express what you're feeling, thinking, um, you know, if you were talking to people about going for their dreams, overarching philosophy, encouragement, advice, anything like that. I would just let's just have a little Kylie moment here. Kylie moment. OK, yeah. man, I just I really love this topic. First and foremost, I think that we if you can get in touch with it, we are all called to do something. I think I genuinely believe that we are all meant to be great and there's greatness within us and i think the challenge is battling the the desire to stay small and to stay safe right because what does our brain do our brain keeps us safe and it conserves energy right but if we're safe and we're conserving energy we're not growing and you have to be aware of that and and try and resist that on a daily basis because that's where true fulfillment comes and that's where true growth and happiness come from. Um, I think that if you have a dream within you and it feels out of reach, but you feel spiritually called to do it, do it. You can't let fear govern your decisions. And I, I truly believe as you continue to take the next step, the very next step, whether it's a leap whether it's just a tiptoe next step, um, things will align and you will begin to get affirmations that this is your purpose. And despite all of your fear, you do it anyways. So that's it. The Kylie message. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for coming Thank on you. the podcast. Best of luck in the election, whatever the outcome is. Um, I. It's very clear that you're on this path, you're on this journey, you're being called to it. And um, whatever, again, the outcome is, and that is so important to just d detach. It's the hardest thing for me to right. do is to detach from the from the outcome of, because we want the outcome. Yeah, I know. That's right. why we're doing it, right? right. That's yeah. why we think we're doing right. it. Like, right. Like th that seems to be the carrot that, mm -hmm. that keeps us moving. And like, well, if I don't get the carrot, but um, yeah, but really learning to embrace the process and the growth and and realize that it's all process and growth, really, as far as I can tell. Um, but yes, I love that. Thank you so much. So Absolutely. glad that you're here. And again, best of luck. And we will be watching anxiously and just to, to see the outcome. Excellent. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning to the Paul Green Comedy Podcast here with special guest Kylie Barber. I love you all so much. I hope you're all out there uh, learning and growing, following your dreams, having great experiences and finding some happiness along the way and some joy. And I will definitely talk to you uh, tomorrow. Love you all so much and talk to you soon.